This episode of Here's What You're Missed is filmed in front of a live studio audience. This just in, for enough money, Noah would kill a man. <laughs> Speaking of Noah, Noah is a fashion model. He's an international sex symbol. He's modeled for Gucci, uh, Louis Vuitton, Calvin Klein. It's the real reason he refuses to turn his camera on, honestly. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to show the money maker for you free. how you introduced Alec? In our D <laughs> campaign, like four days ago. Yeah, I couldn't think of something, and I already had this written, so I wrote it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is such like this is such a good way to introduce Noah." Yeah, plagiarizing myself. <laughs> but I've also heard you do that bit for multiple people. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. He didn't even use the same intro between days. He oh, wait, changed I, it. I was there too. I had something original though, which was I was gonna say, but now the bit's kind of ruined. I was gonna say Noah's <laughs> Noah's Instagram has 20 million followers, and he still won't tell me what it is. <laughs> well, that one's actually true. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm not going to look at it that much. Twice a day, Max. It'll be fast, too. It'll be fast. Uh, um, Nick. Nick is a fey creature imprisoned in human form. It is constant suffering. <laughs> Do not make any deals with him. If he proposes any kind of agreement, you got to shut that shit down hard. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. Come on. Come on. I, I, I think we can all agree. We can all agree. We can make a little deal here. We can all agree that we don't need to make any broad statements like don't make contracts with Nick, okay? I think we can I think we can all agree to that. I once ate creme brulee at a uh, at Nick's apartment and consequently I have been unable to disagree with uh, Nick ever since. So, it's true. It's yeah, true. I think that's the best thing I've ever eaten. Ren is a known redditor. Uh, they have multiple <laughs> posts and comments. They've also upvoted a couple times. You mother. This is rich. This is rich coming from a Redditor. What is it about Reddit that makes you feel so alive? Nothing. It's an incredibly Whoa. depressing website. The way content aggregates is. Uh... And I deleted Reddit. I'm clean. And frankly, I think it's a little bit disrespectful for you to bring it up in a casual context like this, you know? I defeated that evil way. I'm not defined. Nobody is defined by their vices or addictions. Like, honestly, I think this is kind of problematic. I didn't realize you were recovering. I thought you were still using it. Sorry, no, you were so proud of it before. <laughs> I'm, like, bragging about how you met so many cool people on there. You've been gassing everybody up, and then you go with Redditor. That is a crime against Ren. That is awful. You are a dick. Emma! Emma is a condensed matter physicist who studies spintronics and nanowire fabrication. Any questions about quantum electrodynamics should be directed towards her. That's pretty good. How long until your PhD again? At least a year. Probably two. I understand half those words. Last and least is Will, who is a scumfuck degenerate with absolutely zero redeeming qualities. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, what about Marcus? <laughs> You said last and least. Yeah, at least yeah, I can mention Marcus, Marcus yeah. got least of the Marcus is a pilot. Guys, Marcus is a chasing pilot. Come on. I'm going to be honest, guys. When I was reading those intros, I skipped over a bullet point. Um, <laughs> so that's awkward. Guys, we all know Marcus requires no introduction. He is a world-famous storm-chasing pilot. If you don't know who Marcus is already, then fuck you. Fuck you. You don't deserve anything. Who doesn't know about Marcus? Now that I can get behind. Also, can we punctuate the fact that all of that was just such utter trash, except for one of those <laughs> intros. Yeah, unless we're actually like crackpot, like new content. You just gave me what I already know. <laughs> you know, you gotta mix a little bit of truth in with the lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, lies Nick too, truth. though. Like everything about Nick was also true. Yeah. yeah. Why did you also tell the truth about me, Wade? Like, I Fuck don't you. That one. <laughs> and yeah. especially the truth that you told about Noah. 
You I'll spent some undeniable truths about Noah Way. I like how it's slowly coming to light that every single one of these is true. But that's detracting yeah. from the point that all of what you said about Emma was true. The like, real question <laughs> is, how would you know Ren was a Redditor, you know? God damn it, Nick. <laughs> Bringing it back. Like, what the f- like, come on, people. What was that jingle that we all know? You know the jingle? Dude, uh, everyone knows the fucking jingle. You don't need to even bring up the jingle. The jingle is so universally known that... <laughs> he forgot the jingle. Yeah, I did. I, I think oh, thank God. Thank you so much. The timing was perfect. The yeah, timing was about was to, I think he was about to sing the jingle. You were absolutely right, yeah. Yeah, that that's copyrighted material. We can't have that in the podcast. Yeah, are you shitting me? True, we can't do that. <laughs> we would have been sued into oblivion. Oh, that would be a good mythos, though. Damn, honestly, if that's the way that this podcast went out, that's <laughs> <laughs> getting fucking copyright striked. <laughs> that jingle. That would be so fun. That would be the funniest oh, way shit, to get man. copyright oh. striked out of existence. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Imagine if uh, Eric was actually like a corporate lawyer. <laughs> like, uh, he went through several layers of disguises to finally get on here and get you all for copyright. Some sort of <laughs> it's true. It's true. I wouldn't even be mad. An FBI agent just like going into deep cover for months listening to our <laughs> shitty podcast. Yeah, so that 20 viewers don't accidentally hear about a franchise. Worse uh, yeah. yet, have he had to learn cardiac surgery and go to the top of the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> well, part of the deal is he had to perform surgery on someone that I owed a favor to. This was a 20-year-long commitment just to get you all. <laughs> you got it. You got there, dude. Was it worth the climb? Yes. I would go back and do it all again. That's dedication, dude. I respect That's that. That's the kind of dedication I wish Noah showed to me in our friendship. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, I tried my best. <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying, dude, I would have your Instagram account if that were true. Here's the thing. It is the dedication that Noah does show to me, so maybe you're just a second to your friend. Oh, my God. Oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. As someone who has seen the Instagram, that's harsh. (laughs) He's seen it, too. He he hasn't let us follow it, but he has showed it to us on his phone with his thumb over his username. Wait, this real? is real? No, you real. Actually, talk- got an Insta- Instagram that you're not sharing with people. Uh, yeah, actually, it's that got part two is million true. followers. Yeah, what are you talking? Even I've seen it. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's one thing to like to intentionally not include people on your Instagram, but I've never even heard of this. It's a rough story. In 2016, I lost a bet. Hey, everybody, it's Way from post production. Sadly, we had to cut this storyline for financial reasons. If you want to hear it, too bad. I've changed my mind. I don't want to see the Instagram anymore. That's rough, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. What I'm saying is you should post more photos of yourself online. What I'm saying is you should hire me as your media advisor. (laughs) What would be your media strategy, Will? I've already given you a sample, which is to saturate the market with images of your likeness. Um, dressed in various costumes, you know, what have you, just to sort of dilute the pool, to camouflage, smokescreen a little bit, the things that, that you find unsavory. My further advice is behind a paywall, so you'll have to hire I me see, to, to get the complete and full um, conclusion to that thought. Do you have like a free eight-hour seminar we could go to where you like really sell us on what you can do for us? So Wednesdays uh, are when I run the free seminar. Generally, it's invite only. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Would you say yeah, the value good. of this course is like four thousand seven hundred? I mean, it's what what what, so. what what price do you put on your future? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's 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 a way for you to make money. It's an investment in yourself um, and an improvement of your portfolio. So uh, you know, I like to say that I you know I start businesses. Can we stop? You work for yourself. Wait, you're the DM. You're the one that just has to start shouting. We're playing the game now. I was about to uh, sell a cryptocurrency based on this, so it's a good thing that we're starting the campaign. Stop. (laughs) New product, new product, an NF Lee.
And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I thought I couldn't hate either of those things anymore. <laughs> we could sell all the different Lees that were at the hotel in the final moments of Lee. <laughs> Yo, I just pulled a bullet riddled Lee. <laughs> That's like the rarest so one, sick. man. Oh my God. Oh, I pulled him doing a grand speech right before he gets bullet riddled. Oh. Fuck you all, dude. Holy shit. My personal favorite is Hawaiian shirt. Lee, <laughs> Take this, oh all of you, and chill it. This oh. is my body. Fuck you all, says the man who called me a Redditor in my intro. <laughs> Did you hear what he said about Will? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, but that's yeah. not as bad. Not as bad. <laughs> as a redditor, come on. Dude. I got off easy. It is Will's opening scene, everybody. Will's opening scene. I am Grand Vista. At least, that's what they told me when I went to West Catholic. You are the community you create, or whatever. I never used to feel like I was part of that community. Sure. I had a few friends, but we were all loners, disconnected from everybody else. It was a hard time. Back then, the Iranios gang had thugs on every street corner. <laughs> I remember getting shaken down for my cell phone, my wallet. Hell, I even stole my sneakers. I was just 15. Then one of my friends invited me to a meeting. People were getting together to talk about setting up a neighborhood watch, they called it. I was in. Back then, we really were a neighborhood watch. We'd have each other's backs, carry home groceries, deliver meals on wheels, that kind of thing. <laughs> I remember these big guys with beards, black denim vests, and motorcycles, delivering rotisserie chickens and sweet potato hash to old Abuela Perez. It's pretty funny. That was our community. We were tough on the outside, but we took care of each other. I, um, I never saw any fights, but I heard about them. I saw Manny come to the meet with a black eye and his arm in a cast. A lot of guys started carrying weapons after that. I got scared. Stop showing up to the meets for a while. Then the races started. Things quieted down, but now it was our guys on the street corners. Sure, I knew them, but they were colder somehow. They'd look you in the eye and it felt like they were sizing you up, trying to see if you'd pick a fight. <sighs> Vince and Calvin, they never really saw eye to eye. But I think they were both trying to help out Grand Vista in their own way. Vince did most of the recruiting. I met him once. That was before the races. He had kind blue eyes and an easy laugh. The kind of guy that shows up and makes everyone feel, I don't know, easy? safe. He's, um, he's a natural leader. Calvin, though, he felt more genuine to me. So when he started running his own meetings, I got involved. He started organizing. I don't know. Those days were all a blur. <laughs> it's funny. I don't have a lot of memories from back then. I think I was just sort of on autopilot, looking for something to put my work to. I didn't know it at the time, but Calvin helped me put my roots down. I owe him a lot. I think if it weren't for him, I'd be with the old Beaumont boys, riding and looking for trouble. Hell, I might even wound up dead. So... I'm trying to pay him back. Because he showed me that I have a place. I can grow. And my community can grow with me. He showed me 
that I am Grand Vista. Last we left off, we were at Nico's workshop. Could I please get a recap? Because I was not here. <laughs> There's actually a podcast called Here's What You Miss. That I so room. much. I heard of so, it. so many big story beats happened. <laughs> so many characters coming into conflict and resolving it. Jason thinks that Doug is real, so Eddie's not alone anymore. That's true. the biggest thing that came out of the last That is true, yes. We are going to be addressing some uh, concerns of people who are migrating uh, into and out of the subways as the CCC expands into it. We had an item created to help us navigate the labyrinth uh, because it is, well, I mean, uh, what do you think a good descriptor would be? Innavigable? Innavigable? Yeah. yeah. Minos-esque? Yes, yes. Um, Hard as shit to traverse? One might even say labyrinthian. That might be going a little that far. far. No, I think that's a little on the I nose. I don't think I'd ever say that. Yeah. Does ever, everyone remember the individual pieces that they contributed to the item? I remember the bog... Fen! Fen, motherfucker! Fen! Oh, fuck you. God, I saw the Fen content. I love... We were sponsored by... uh, Actually, not really, but we were sponsored by the Wildlife Foundation or something. I don't think... We were quite the opposite. We were like, hey, please donate to this group. (laughs) We sponsored them. (laughs) We sponsored them, yeah. We're the sponsor. (laughs) You're not the sponsor. We're the sponsor. (laughs) I'm the sponsor. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Also, dog has a face now. Oh yeah, dog has a face. Yo. Oh, yeah, that's pretty important. Thank you, Marcus. That's huge. He has a face, and he's still buff as shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so as you finish your requests, and she just repeats them back to you flawlessly, she says, "A fascinating construction. I thank you for the pleasure and the challenge." Now, it will take some time to construct, but I assure you that the finished product will be worth the wait. Now, here in my shop, payment is not rendered through currency, but through stories. What stories can you offer? Are you looking for, like, happy stories or, like, any story? Uh, Any story works, really. That's good. As long as it's a good one. Robert is going to walk up to a dog and take out a lump of clay and start making stuff. Ooh, what kind of stuff are you making? A copy of what dog looked like when he first made him. And, like, tell various stories about things they've done and our adventures with the party. Making different representations of dog as he was for those various times. Mm. What is one story you could tell about dog and Robert, uh, like, when Robert was a child? I just want to briefly point out that we're all like kind of possessed by stories themselves that want to be told. I guess we don't know those stories exactly, but you could use the um, mythological like illusions in your character to decide to represent like pushing that as a place to start if people are having trouble coming up with things. Clutch with some of the best storytelling and like suggestions I could have even possibly thought of. Thank you. I also messaged you a suggestion, Noah. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. I ask really quickly um, what this like lady's affect has been this whole time and also like the things that she's said because I'm trying to figure out how comfortable Kaz would be. Her affect is very formal clipped and businesslike, very polite, but also even though the room is so sparse and simple, there is an air of intimacy to the space, like you are all somehow connected in this moment. I think Kaz writes out a note to her that just asks, is it okay if I write it down and give it get it back to you? Because Kaz wants to contribute, but I don't think really super capable of speech. Yeah, I think she would smile and nod. 
okay so this one time i was with my two friends and we found this like eiffel tower thing except it wasn't really it had like it was like one of those things with the lights on the top that tells planes where to go and so we decided to climb all the way up it but then like halfway up there was like a ton of wind and it was like shaking us and I, and we almost flew off and this is before i had wind powers oh forget about the wind powers you, you don't know about that but anyway it almost shook me off but then we kept climbing and i had to grab her by the shirt and finally we like we like made it up there and it was the best views i've ever seen and a seagull might have pooped on me but then we we got back down and it was great very good yes you know i think i remember something that uh old man columbus once told me because everybody was always curious about how he got the money and i think it went something to the effect of this okay so this is a condus flashback a middle-aged man dark-skinned barefoot and bare-chested he doesn't have a shirt on he's got very simple cloth pants rolled up mid-shin he's in uh like a canoe drifting down a river he's sleeping the sun breaks over the horizon we see the sunrise we hear a rooster and he cracks one eye open and through that one eye we see a riverside cityscape he's drifting through a canal that's winding its way through a city of some kind lazily stretches and gets up uh, climbs up the cobblestone and the canoe just drifts away from him he doesn't even look back he goes in to the first room he sees with a smile and a wink he he gets a room it's a it's an inn and then there's a bit of a time lapse you see the sun going through the full arc of its day and then it's sunset it's dark and the inn is starting to bustle with patrons coming in for the nighttime comes down from upstairs and he sees one of the men is rubbing his temples almost wearing away at the fringes of his hair and counting the three coins in front of him over and over and over again as if the sum will somehow change with enough attention but it's it's not enough it's not enough for the stay and then the man from the boat from the morning goes up to him look i can cover you for tonight but you'll have to pay me back with a little bit more on top when you get the chance very good i think kaz is also going to write a note that's like what kind of stories are you looking for and the reasoning behind this which i'm telling you because i don't know if her mythos will pick up on this or if this is relevant at all but kaz has stories that i think it would benefit them to tell but they're so traumatic that they need like permission to tell them even in written form in that case after receiving the note she would look you through the visor and say any story's fine as long as it's yours sick kaz would not i think robert is going to try to describe the feeling of like a proud parent seeing their kid walk for the first time and he's gonna write out the 72 letters that represent that feeling and hand it to her that's so rich the purest form of a story that's gorgeous yeah what would it be like to be handed that feeling written down that's so poetic have you ever been like talking to a parent and they pull out a wallet and it's full of pictures of their kids probably something like that yeah like being on the inside of that wallet her like very formal and polite demeanor would just crack for a little bit you can just see the the genuine warmth in her eyes and her smile for a brief moment and then she folds it up and puts it in her pocket miles and goes back to standing next to dog dog turns looks at you you can now look into his eyes on the topic of eyes My mother always loved plants. She had this one ivy that she would sing to in water every morning. And it was really big. Even after she lost her eyes, she would sing to it and water it every morning. And I asked her how she knew how much water it needed. And she said she could just feel the soil. And she would know. But, like, she couldn't see that the plant had wilted. Interesting. Again, poetic. Each one of these has been kind of a slam dunk. Do you have anything for us, Will? 
Patient shrugs and says, all stories are the same story told over and over again. What's the point of saying another? Kaz has been like hyping themselves up this whole time. I think Kaz is doing a lot better mentally and emotionally. Has Kaz been here this whole time or did Kaz have some free time? Both. Also Mango. Robert brought Mango into the bar last time. Cass was very happy and thankful for that. Actually, I wanted to ask, does this lady, this lady could read the script. Can this lady sign? I don't know that she could read the script. I think it was like the piece of paper conferred that feeling, uh, but I don't think she could read it. Okay. I was curious if that was like her, one of her mythos powers. Hmm. Robert has been absolutely lost in thought since he heard the phrase, all stories are the same story, and now he's thinking about the nature of true names. No, I still don't think Kaz is able to speak to her. I think having something written down would be very good, actually. Well, then maybe they just started writing it now, and then everybody just had to wait. <laughs> maybe they started writing it at the beginning when they said that, and everyone had to wait. Yeah. But that's fine. That's fine. But I want to know what was actually written down. <laughs> oh, don't worry. They wrote it down. They wrote it down. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, I composed the greatest story ever written and hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> I write just, just the best story. Just the best story ever. <laughs> Robert is in the corner writing so many stories, but they don't mean anything to anyone but him. Doug is looking over with a stony expression. Eddie's patting Doug on the back like, it's okay. You don't have to, don't have to throw anything out there. What's personal to you is personal to you. I was thinking about what the Headless Horseman mythos would want to push. And I actually don't think it was when Kaz actually like died, died and lost their head. Because that was technically speaking the second time Kaz died. The first time Kaz died was for less than a minute after a really horrible motorcycle crash. They write it in first person and they just kind of let the story of that experience flow. It was the best feeling I'd ever had in my life. Nothing else has ever compared to it. We had gotten news that the safe house we were waiting out at was going to get raided. It was kind of sudden. I'd been up for, I think, 36 hours sort of on hold. And the only thing to do in those days is to keep yourself awake, to keep moving. My poison of choice was cocaine. So I wasn't sober. And at the time, I thought it made me a better driver, made my reaction time faster. It didn't. But boy, it felt fucking incredible. I got out of there with just enough time to spare. Cops were pulling up as I sped out. One of them chased me, but they couldn't keep up because I was better than them. I felt better than them. I felt higher than I'd ever been in my life. I felt like a fucking god. I left them in the dust because nothing they could ever do would compare to what I was capable of. I was reacting to things before they happened. I was speeding along an empty freeway. Any pursuers left far behind, but I was still going hundreds of miles an hour and I wasn't slowing down. Everything was so beautiful and giddy. I felt the wind in my hair. I wasn't good about wearing safety gear back then. I was just in jeans and a t-shirt. I felt like a god till I didn't. I didn't even see the barrier coming. It was like the whole time I thought I was seeing everything, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was so cocky. I was so stupid. I crashed directly into it and suddenly I was flying through the air. And then I felt the worst pain 
I had ever felt in my life. It felt like an entire half of my body was on fire. I felt the gravel grinding against my knees. And it wasn't until later that I realized that it wasn't pieces of rock grinding against each other. It was my exposed kneecap. The pain of a motorcycle crash like that is bad. But it's even worse if you've been doing so many drugs that your brain doesn't have any endorphins or dopamine left to give you, to help you power through it. Cocaine crash is one of the most depressing, horrific feelings in the world. It, it almost makes it not worth it. That's why most people drink or take some benzos to level out afterwards. They just go to sleep so they don't have to feel anything. Both of those experiences at once was hell. And it took, it took a while just lying there on the pavement. I thought for a while that there was shrapnel running through my leg, but I realized it was actually coming from the inside. My bone had completely snapped out. I threw up, of course, couldn't move from the burning wreckage, couldn't move from the blood. Afterwards, I woke up in the hospital, and then Kaz stops. Nobody heard that. Kaz wrote all of that down <laughs> and handed it over. And I love the contrast between Rob's like brief 72 <laughs> letters containing an unfathomable, indescribable emotion, and then Kaz's paragraphs along story. Kaz can actually write really fast. Kaz has written a lot. Their writing, their handwriting is bad. Um, actually, is it? It's just Comic Sans. Like short. Yeah. <laughs> Kaz writes painstakingly in perfect Comic Sans. <laughs> All of the font in this workshop actually is Comic Sans. That's not a joke. That's real. Is this character's mythos something something Undertale? This character's mythos is Comic Sans. She says, thank you so much for the payment. Um, it'll just be an hour or two. You can wait here. You can go elsewhere, but it'll be ready by then. Jason stands up, uh, looks at her, says, rich, warm soil, dark, wet, amphiboles and pyroxenes from one earth, one life. No, dude, we're good. We don't need more. She gives you a nod, and um, the hour passes. Do you guys want to do some stuff in that hour? She needed a tip. Going for some burgers. St. <laughs> Patty's? Yeah, I could smash a burger right now. Maybe we could describe St. Patty's, what St. Oh, Patty's yeah, looks that's like, true. and Saint all the people a, in St. Patty's. It's a beloved be Catholic-themed burger joint. It looks vaguely like a cathedral. The walls are painted to re resemble stained glass. There's archways and organ music, a weirdly high ceiling. Menu items include the cardinal, the annulment, the deacon, the mass, and the communion. So what I would like to do is describe what those menu items are like. Could they also have a uh, challenge that is the sacrilege that is like the 50 pound burger and if you eat it in one sitting? <laughs> it's called the Malice Maleficarum. Yeah. I'm, imagining, I'm imagining the mass is just a giant hamburger patty with like maybe some sauce on it. It's a, it's a half pounder, half pounder <laughs> with cheese. Can I get an annulment? Um, hold the prenup. <laughs> Kaz, by the way, just kind of like leans on agave, seems a little bit drained, just wants to lean into them, sets their head on agave's head. Still on their neck, right? Yeah, just okay. leaning into them. Or, you know, if they're like standing behind agave, you know, putting their chin on yeah, yeah. you know. Just given the ability to physically... <laughs> they don't take it off, no. <laughs> I forgot Kaz could do that for a second. No, they do not physically stack it on top of Agave's head like a little totem pole. It could hold on. It's got little spider legs. That's true. Kaz Gave totem. Agave will take Kaz's arms and wear them like a, you know, wrap him around. <laughs> they can still move yeah, both yeah. their body. Well, they can't move their head very much, but they can move yeah, their yeah. body. They just can't see anything. 
like cats separated from their head will just like walk into a wall like a Roomba and then <laughs> directions. The completed item is a drawstring bag made of wool. Um, it fits in your palm. It's very slightly damp to the touch and colored like sea foam. When you untie the drawstring and look inside, you can see the bag is filled with peaty alkaline soil. It's dark brown, interspersed with a rare fleck of glittering red. It smells like a transition point, an ecotone, a blending of community where the land meets the sea. It is rich with amphiboles and pyroxenes. She hands it to you and says, um, kind of just whip this up in a flash. No, she doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> it's just the first thing that came into my head. We, we glance over and behind the counter, we're literally scraping up dirt from the floor. <laughs> Like five minutes before you guys were like, oh shit, I didn't do anything. Um, get that bag over there. Get some dirt. Um, okay, none of that happened. Uh, she hands it over to you and she's like, hope this item will guide you. Just be aware, should you ever use it to do harm, we'll have a problem. So I believe it's in the foundry now. If you mouse over it, you'll see it has four one-time use story tags. The soil catches the light. It is more powerful in in-between places. Liminal spaces. Uh, it's useful to find your way home on long journeys. And also, sedges and reeds. So that is your item now. Well, shit, that was easy. Who's gonna hold up? You just gotta continue living interesting lives to shop there. Cast signs to Agave. I feel like we have enough stories to just keep on buying like this is a really useful resource guys we can game this so hard have we considered this i think chibi gave is gonna grab on regular agave skirt and tug on it and start like try to get them to come up with a story they could tell is chibi gave sentient now or is this still being controlled meticulously <laughs> robert is on the other side of the room like let's see if we can get this guy to do something fun don't worry chibi gave you just gotta live a little bit longer, and then you'll get some stories. He looks really sad. God. Next scene I was gonna do was the Calvin Cyrus meeting before you head down into the labyrinth. A neutral zone has been arranged. This is a rough map of all of the relevant neighborhoods. Tang's restaurant is on the border between Mute and Grand Vista. I know no one on the podcast can see this, but this is the straightest river I have ever seen, Way. It looks like the river at Teotihuacan, where they, like, made it straight because it, what, they wanted it to line up with the roads. Calvin is a skinny guy. He's uh, very tall, over six feet tall, mid-40s, clean-shaven. His hair is starting to gray a little bit. He's wearing plaid red button-up and brown denim pants stained with dirt. There's a warm smile. Jason? Hey, Calvin. Thank you so much for arranging this meeting. Who are your friends? I met him down at the time he died. Uh, really trying to do my best down there, but folks just, well, they didn't really want to hear what I had to say, but these folks, well, they took me in and may have heard of them. I introduced everyone person by person this is dog he's uh well he hasn't said anything but he's he's been quite kind now, to me hold on uh, calvin so. would laugh at that because calvin just sees a dog, a dog. Yeah. i think calvin thinks you're joking <laughs> this is so good this is the greatest so. thing <laughs> how do you introduce agave aranios is my question i just say this is Agave Aranios. Are we on a last name basis? Are you aware of Agave's last name? That's up to you. I, w I imagine that Jason would know. Yeah, Agave is not I exactly just feel like a that's, subtle Like character. It's not like you're, you're a that's super true. hidden that's true. Like, under the, you know, the, the background no, figure. No, no. <laughs> you know? no, <laughs> you're a very ostentatious but like, uh, Agave doesn't introduce themselves with their last name, though. So. Calvin has a very calm reaction to that. He nods and smiles. I believe the two of you have met. I don't think we have. Have we? Now, Calvin, I, I know what you might be thinking. 
these guys used to run with, with Lee Hahn, but just hear them out. Um, I think they really do want to help Grand Vista and heal some of the wounds that at the wards, these the guys past. used to run with Lee Han. Eddie's going to take a look over at Tish to see her reaction. I think she's keeping it cool. Calvin has had a very friendly, welcoming demeanor, but when you say the name Lee Han, his face kind of twists a little bit. <laughs> the word that's coming to mind is cringe. It's like a sharp, negative reaction, quickly concealed. Mm. Kaz also does that. You can kind of see... Well, he can't see that, though, right? It's the visor... I think Kaz is actually wearing their sunglasses. Also, Kaz is really, really easy to read, and I think they like visibly clench their fist a little bit. His initial mood was very eager and excited to meet you all. Then Lehan's name was mentioned, and he had a very sharp negative reaction to it. But now he's kind of stealing himself. There's almost an air of desperation. If this is all we got, then this is what we this is what we have to work with. Robert's gonna say, in in the end, he betrayed even the ones closest to him. And now we have to look to the people he tried to turn against each other to try and heal those wounds. Calvin says, I absolutely agree. Grand Vista is just one symptom of a larger ill, but it's a community I'm a member of. So just a little bit about me. I was born and raised, Grand Vista, uh, played basketball on the courts every weekend. So there's our community hangout spot. Now that things have gotten really bad in the city, I think it's time to step up. I founded the Neighborhood Watch uh, a couple years ago, of which Jason is a member, um, but I don't think that's enough anymore. My ambition now is to run for city council. The theft, the addiction, the violence that's been happening recently, I believe these are things the city can address peacefully, and I think I'm in a good, good position to do that. Do you have people to support you? Because a person in politics alone doesn't move much. Well, that, that's exactly why you're here, actually. I've been spending the last few weeks trying to gather support. I was doing pretty well uh, until the attack on our neighborhood occurred. There's been a, a violent branch of the gang. I've been trying to persuade them that isn't the solution, and I've been successful uh, in, in some ways. But then Lee Han attacked our neighborhood. And that has kind of caused people to go the other way. And if you don't disavow the violence, that will hurt your odds of ever winning a elected position. It's very painful for me. And he kind of leans in and I would appreciate it if you could keep it between us. But um, the guy who is kind of the leader of the violent opposition, his name is Vince. And Vince is actually a... A friend of mine, or, or we were friends. And that's another reason why I think it's important for me to step up. Because I feel like of all the people Vince might listen to, I'm one of them. But as you say, I can't do it alone. I'm looking for help. And one community I feel like I could definitely get help from is Mute. I feel like we've been isolated for some time. You know, name what you need has been carving us up, separating us, dividing up our, our neighborhoods, driving people out. And I think it's time to unify. At this point, Eddie, he's been nodding along with the peaceful rhetoric. When was the last time you and Vince spoke to each other? We spoke this morning. This morning? Yes. It was a heated phone call, as our conversations typically are. He was in a good spot, you know? He was in a good spot for a while and then our garden was attacked and now it's kind of gone the other way when you say he was in a good spot i was talking him down i was talking him down from the violence from the attacks he seemed like he was willing to listen he seemed like he was willing to call the young people under him down i assume you had a pitch to him yeah well the thing is vince doesn't trust the city 
he doesn't think that the law enforcement and the politicians have our best interests in mind, but he trusts me. And so I, I convinced him I had a shot. I had a chance of changing this city uh, from the inside. Is there anybody else he's close to? Does he have a family? Does he have a partner? Oof. At that, Calvin is really going, his face is really going to turn morose. The reason Vince is so set in his violent ways is because he lost his daughter. He lost his daughter in one of the Aranio street races. In the street? Was she spectating, participating? Their family needed money. She saved enough to, to race once. Uh, you know, if you win one of those races, it can do wonders for you. Even if you place second, third, you can really turn everything around. Institutions like that, they, they kept things stable, but they did it by exploiting people under them. That's why we need new ones. Ones that'll serve the people a little bit better this time. New gang leaders? It always becomes the same. It starts out with the noblest of intentions and then slowly becomes more and more violent until it can't take it anymore, and then it changes hands. What was Vince's daughter's name? Rhea. Gonna have to try something new, though, Agave. What's going on now can't stay, but we have to tear it all down. We need to start from the beginning. That's why we're trying to get Calvin. Can you tell me more about Maria? Is her other parent in the picture? How old was she? Who was she close with? This is all very personal um, i know but unfortunately the situation is personal that's that's why everything is so raw and unless we address that then nothing's going to get fixed you can make a convince roll try to get him to say more all the sweet social tags on eddie's eddie's got some good stuff eddie has a theme with one thing under it oh but it is it is relevant here hey I don't know if that applies. I think this applies. Ah, uh, yes. Noah's best tags. This, 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 Fuck this. Fuck you. This. Okay. I'm this is an actual uh, a request. You, you should think of a mythos where the tags for the character, one of the tags is called this, one of the other tags is this, this, and a third tag is called and this. Actually, <laughs> so then when you invoke your tag, this, this one, <laughs> this other one. That way when you invoke your tags, you can say, I invoke this, 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 and this. <laughs> the reason I say that is because I don't want to say, oh, I think that steadfast plumbing is relevant here. And then we're like, no. And then, then there's confusion. I want stating the names to be the final act. What makes you move is relevant because I'm trying to acknowledge that th there are raw spots in our conscious, but that's not a reason to stray away from them. It's a reason to find the importance in why we have such strong feelings about them. I think that attention grabber is relevant here because I think Calvin Cyrus is trying to conveniently look away at an issue on his doorstep uh, and pretend like he can solve it with the status quo. He, he's just paying lip service to actual change. I think Elder's Wisdom, well, it's a general tag and Condus has always got something important, but I th actually think that this is more relevant for things that Eddie's parents have said, uh, like concerns about children and and things that Eddie's heard from uh, the various parents of Mute about the future for their children and how important they are and recognizing that that doesn't go away even if your child passes away. I think supportive home is obviously going to apply here because when you are listened to, when you have someone to actually take your plate seriously it can open up the door to processing pain yeah those are some very good what about should i stay or should i go should i stay or should i go is at play here because there's this profound sense of guilt whenever eddie's dealing with people in these like less privileged areas of the city because he could have just thrown money back to community programs and didn't choose to do that yeah he, he kind of backed away from that yeah that's very good okay can i roll a change the game by trying to back up eddie with some like practical stuff talking about like i want to invoke network of informants for pe having people on the inside in name what you need who can tell us what's go what they're up to and 
at the same time they're uh, sympathetic to our cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and make it change the game. Much less interesting, drier presentation of just here's some things that we could meaningfully use to help in your campaign and you can help us further our own goals. Yeah, what are those things specifically? Personally, I can uh, keep them up to date on what Nate, what you need is trying to do as they tear through these communities. Um, we can try to see what direction they might be going. With rallying the people to action, Robert himself can help bring people to his cause as long as he's willing to help us creating the kinds of institutions that Robert believes we need. Perfect. Okay, so with your two juice, I will go ahead and, and delete Calvin's reticence to status, as these practical concerns have made him realize that you're good allies, people he should trust, and Eddie can now invoke what makes you move, attention grabber. Elder's wisdom, supportive home, should I stay or should I go? That's going to be a convinced roll with no other modifiers. Eleven. I was asking about his daughter and her relationships who she was friends with, and if her other parent was in the picture. Maria was always a quiet girl, loved reading, she loved helping out, very curious person. Vince has a gambling problem, took out a second mortgage on their home. They were very close to living on the street. Uh, Maria took things into her own hands. She entered one of the races. She didn't win, but she didn't lose either. So she decided to get bolder, decided she needed to take bigger risks, ramp things up. Vince kind of pushed her to do it. I'm familiar. One racer who just won every time, unbeatable. She died. Vince and his wife split up after that. It's a messy divorce. Does he still gamble? No, not after she died. Well, maybe not with the money. Gambling with lives is worse. All right, thank you for your help. Where would we be able to find Vince? He's deep in Grand Vista. I don't think it would be a good idea for some of you to go there, though. He would be in danger. People don't go to talk to Vince. Not even me. I don't know that talking to Vince is the best option. You'd either get stonewalled or a lead pipe in the face. So those are your two options. I'm pretty good with pipes. Uh, I'm very interested in meeting him at some point. Calvin says, okay. Absolutely, I can make that happen. Anything I can do to help you out, help the people of Mute out, I'm happy to do. That's incredibly generous. I think right now, just focus on your recovery. Let me know what I can offer you to expedite that. And I look forward to working with someone who also wants to make sure that the next generation has a little less to worry about. How are you funding your campaign? He shakes his head and he says, well, that's another difficulty, isn't it? Um, I understand Dorothy over at the CCC has a lot of resources. I was hoping to set up a meeting with her, but right now it's very grassroots. I'm just hoping to get the word out however I can. We could get in, in touch with Dorothy, couldn't we? Then I look at Eddie. Well. <laughs> I feel like that would cause Calvin's jaw to hit the floor. Like, What? You could get in touch with Dor You made friends with some very powerful people. I am very fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of intelligent mentors. I'm certain that if I asked, Dorothy might be able to, at the very least, spare me some time to, so that I could relay some information to you, if not meet with you herself. Dorothy so. has a sixth sense that she needs to start putting more money aside. Yes. Harris <laughs> immediately starts setting the money aside and making <laughs> spreadsheets and formatting templates for all of it. Well, I think Dorothy's the one who actually moves the money around. Harris yeah. schedules for her, though. Jacked into the financial matrix yeah. at all times. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, if we cut the next fare by six minutes, we will have enough to budget this. In keeping with the mythos of the CCC, I feel like Mute has been kind of isolated. You know, it's kind of been an island, mm -hmm. so I don't know how well the leaders of the CCC are known. Well, no, they're probably, they're like movers and shakers in the city, probably. Yeah. Very spirited individuals for their island. They're kind of like cryptids, you know? They're kind of like almost legendary figures. You only really know about them if you live in Mute. Yes. But like, you might have some so idea. people Something in their fields would definitely know about them, too. An aura of fear of some level. So I, my, I guess my headcanon has always been that the reason that the CCC, and to a greater extent, Mute as a whole, 
has been so isolated is because they've been dealing with their own problems for such a long time. And it was kind of that, like, put out the fire at home before you start shaking things up uh, elsewhere mentality. And now that a battle has been won against uh, at least the Oranios gang, they've had the room to breathe and do more of the diplomacy. Isn't that what you and I were talking about outside of the game uh, a while? Yeah, well, I thought part of it also has to do with Condus's philosophy, because I think Condus was all about rest and, like, making sure... You know, I really liked how you put it. He has an unfathomable power in a nine block radius, yeah. you know? He is very focused on like coiling up and protecting what they had. But with the change of leadership, the new leader is like somebody who wants to grow, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dreaming of untouched land. The new leader of the CCC, I think, is pushing Mute in a different direction. I think after this conversation, Robert's going to start also making attempts to try and like steer the public towards warming up to the idea of increased contact with our neighbors. I think the people of Mute would be pretty reluctant to open up. I think it would be a big change for them. Yeah. I think it's a quite an insular community. It would definitely have to be a top-down thing. Calvin says, you'll have my number. You know the story a little bit. Is there anything else that you'd be willing to share with us? Let me think, he says as Wei looks at his notes. Oh, that's kind of important. Um, <laughs> okay, let me open up my notes. <laughs> he says as Noah opens up his notes. Vince, his first objective is to destroy Oranios. He wants to absolutely annihilate the Oranios gang. So far, he's constrained himself to limited raids and skirmishes, but he's planning something big. He's making something. Some kind of a weapon training program. I don't know the details, but I'm afraid it could really hurt this city. Cast signs to Agave. There's no way something like that doesn't take out civilians. Yeah, any weapon that would even stand a chance of shaking the towers would kill many, many people. Aurenios Holdings encompass like big real estate companies, right? Like multi-billion dollar entities? Well, okay, it's kind of tricky because Aranios is two things. The Aranios gang, but then there's also Aranios Incorporated, the company. It's a hotel chain. Well, I guess I'm asking Kaz and Agave how intertwined they are and how well the public would know the difference. They have kind of a similar name thing going on, so that makes things confusing. Larry was really the one handling like finances and like company related stuff. And he, he didn't really have much time to like talk about it. Really. Someone in the family owns the company, but I don't know who that is. Do you still have Larry's number or do you know where Larry lives? I don't have my phone actually. Oh, uh, your contacts. Oh, devastating. But do you know where Larry lives? Because I think that it just, just for caution's sake, it might be, good to show up unannounced would Kaz have larry's number because they still have their phone but they had a burner phone so they were able to just pull out the sim card and smash it because there was no other gps tracker in there i don't know if larry would talk with Kaz at all yeah i thought as much i don't think so for some reason i thought that a conversation between lawyers about real estate might be good for i don't know kind of our just general vibe. I, I just got a general inkling. You know, like, if John, John might know hear him. us now... Yeah, John is in his cubicle like, laughing John might have some contact right info. Probably John could hear us now. I don't think so. It might be worth having John try to talk to Larry, but, like, Larry is super, super busy. And, like... That is why I think strongly suggesting that Larry take a detour out of his normal working hours might be to our interest and benefit. I don't think he can. Like, someone would have to cover for him, and that's like a Herculean task, you know? I'm gonna write some notes down. I'm gonna write some notes. Dude, Noah taking notes, hell yeah. So commendable and praiseworthy. Can't make me... All of ye who take notes shall be celebrated. Okay, so with this information, maybe I can talk to my associates as, as we move on to our next commitment. It's been a pleasure meeting you, Mr. Cyrus. Calvin, do you have a preference? Uh, Calvin's fine. Calvin's fine. Wonderful. Good luck in politics, yeah. Calvin. It's, it's a game of the elites, and 
if they can't bend you to be like them, they'll try to break you. And then Agave is going to skip out. <laughs> nice. All right. Shall we do a geek out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple scenes. Uh, I really loved Will's opening yet again. Yeah, fucking Yet a fucking again with another character. Totally different voice. Totally different perspective. Oh, God. I can take help and hurt points on all of the, like, CCC people now. Holy shit. They're like, they're like player characters. You can take a help point on Dorothy. You guys are all playing at least two characters. I mean, we all should be playing at least two characters. The Nico's storytelling exceeded my expectations. You guys are just, every single one of you guys is dynamite. I really love the different tones in the different stories. It's like, that's what I really love about this game. I liked Kazma so much. Did you have that written like beforehand? That frustrated me a little bit because I could have done that scene way better. That scene has existed yeah. in my head since the beginning of the it campaign. Like I've it a lot. I was going to say, it seemed like yeah. very weird. I took uh, a much more circuitous route through it. I could have done better, but I'm really glad you liked it. It's an interesting challenge to make a story your character would tell. The way I had it in my head was actually like a first person integration to it, like maybe even written in second person. So I had to move that on the fly. So let's pretend that that's just all perfectly planned. And that's how Kaz was thinking about it. Flawless storytelling. Flawless victory. I think I'm going to take my second ever help point on Kaz. Wow. Why? Yeah. You don't know any of the story that was told. It was written down and then passed to Nico in private. The reason I'm taking the point is because for some reason, uh, like Kaz seemed kind of out of it with the crew. And I think that they're just dealing with a lot of like mental stuff. They've been displaced. You did also kind of find out, and Kaza also found out, that they were in some way partially responsible for the death of, like, a woman who then spurred an immense amount of violence. Yes, which is why I also will be taking a hurt point on Kaz. <laughs> oh, Kaz yeah. is a great machine. I think you have to choose one. Yeah, you do. You can only take one a session. House rule is that you can take a help and a hurt point, because I like it when people take <laughs> points. Set. Her points are cool. They increase drama. I take a hurt point on Lee Han. Listening back to the episodes, the John hurt point was what caused Lee to die. Whoa. Lee yeah. had a seven. He rolled a seven to climb the building or whatever. And then John used his clutch hurt point to turn that into a six, which is why Lee got captured. Yep. Hurt yep. point great. Holy shit. I didn't realize. I thought that there was. You murdered him. You, you got a help that. point to get back up. I think someone spent a help point, and like Noah was just sitting there waiting. It was so dramatic and perfect. Right when you thought you had barely enough because you burned a tag, Noah just drops. I would like to spend my hurt point on Lee Han. Just executes <laughs> you on the spot. Brutality, absolute brutality. Will I owe you like a debt of life in at least two different games? <laughs> I feel like I ax you so much and in, in, in <laughs> the gathering. And also oh. now, I've this, now I've done this to you. Oh God. I am the sin eater. I take in the evil and hatred in the universe and I, I let it die inside of me. I produce oh, yeah. joy and beauty from it. So true. All right, then I'll make sure to do it even more. This is the third time a different person has talked about Sin Eaters in like the past week for me. I want to take a help on Will's current character because meeting Kelvin is just good for Robert's long-term goals. Took a help point on Eddie because uh, I was impressed with how well-connected he was and, and I was hopeful that Eddie was able to get some connections with Kelvin and try to move his campaign forward. Eddie is currently in training to be seated on the council. I think I'm actually also going to take a help point on Eddie, and this is my third help point on Eddie I have built up. I just, I, I thought about and thought of it, and it has to be Eddie. Eddie kind of took charge of that situation and asked questions Kaz kind of wanted to know, because Kaz was sitting there like, fuck, I don't even remember this woman. I have no idea who this is. I don't know all the people who died in races because of me, and that's fucked up. And they wanted to hear a little bit about her and eddie just took that lead in jason did too but eddie said some things that were compelling man i'm getting all of these help points it's like i'm the new lee han 
Yeah, but fuck Lee Han, though. So true. Don't let the power corrupt you like it did, Lee. Anyone else? Are we good? I might actually uh, recharge our crew theme thing. I always forget this, how you do that. I always forget the crew, dude. I always forget the crew. Like, I look at those all the time, and I'm like, oh, God, I wish that was unburned. And then it comes to this, and I completely forget that that's how you unburn them. I'm unburning Phone of Friends, because that was the only one that wasn't. Uh, Condus's legacy is also burned. Uh, do we want to add the Heaven 7 additional tag? Yes. What do you think that would be? How do you feel about a weakness that yeah. is Lee's plan? I, that's exactly oh. what I was thinking. Yeah. That's a, you guys are fucking geniuses. Pretty good. Yeah. I hope for that. In contrast to our last death that added attack, you know? Yeah, the shadow of a specter just hanging over us now. Yeah, I'm adding it. Love it. Please, final plan. Guys, I'm getting back into this campaign. <laughs> I did a lot of writing for it today. I haven't done it in a while, but I have a lot of stuff, and I'm excited. I'm really this excited. This campaign nice. is actually nice. really good. I started remembering that. I was like, wait, this is actually really good. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Every time, every time we play, it's just... Mwah. <laughs> even last time which was definitely substandard because no red Aww. even still dude, like even, so good even when what, we're just fun. fucking around yeah it's fun because we're all yeah. just cool yeah. people and you're fun to hang out like just and hanging also, like you guys yeah character we should probably cut the recording and then continue patting ourselves <laughs> on the back yeah no no no, no. <laughs> no john needs to hear this john needs to hear this yeah yeah listen john we all Think very highly of each other, and we all hate you. <laughs> I don't hate you, John. I don't hate you. I think you're nice. Rent lies. I think it's funny that you're a wage slave, though. I will make fun of you for that. You're a square. 